Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. Now a second scripture lesson from the New Testament book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11, beginning in verse 29. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as if it were dry land. But when the Egyptians attempted to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had received the spies in peace. And what more should I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received their dead by resurrection. Others were tortured, refusing to accept release in order to obtain a better resurrection. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned to death. They were sawn in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, persecuted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and holes in the ground. Yet all these, though they were commended for their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better so that they would not, apart from us, be made perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses... Let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The first day of class for Marietta High School was Wednesday before last. Along with several others representing institutions in our community, I was asked by our new Marietta High School principal to, to be there to welcome students back from summer vacation as they got off the bus. Being there reminded me that there's really nothing like the energy of a first day of school. While I was there, everyone was happy. Even the students were happy. The students were excited to be uh, seeing friends they hadn't seen. They smiled as many teachers recognized and called them by name. They all looked bright and new in their first day of school outfits, although some of those first day of school outfits, I just I couldn't believe. 
Of course, that means I'm getting old. That's what that means when you can't understand why young people wear the clothes that they do. And of course, there were also trends when I was in high school, which my parents couldn't believe I was wearing at the time and which our children make fun of me now for wearing back then. So while the clothing trends today are, are different, still, the most fashionable students of this school year, the ones whose parents will buy them the clothes that everyone wants to wear, will be the ones whom the children of the 2023 graduating class will be making fun of 20 years from now. That is a fact. 20 years from now, the children of the 2023 graduating class will be pointing at the pictures in their parents' yearbook and saying things like, who would ever wear jeans that look like that? Who would go out of the house with that kind of hairstyle? Why is her belly button showing? For everything is temporary, be it clothing, trends, or suffering. Therefore, I say that fitting in today might hold you back from fitting in tomorrow. Bill Gates wasn't cool in high school, and look where he is now. In the same way, in our second scripture lesson, it tells us about those whom the world was not worthy of. They lived here, but they were not accepted. They suffered. We just read all about it. They were mocked and flogged, put in chains and imprisoned. They were stoned, sawn in two. They went about in the skins of sheep and goats. Can you imagine how the kids in high school would have talked about them on the first day of school if they showed up for class in the skins of sheep and goats? However, while they suffered, while they didn't fit in, they could see over the mountaintop of temporary hardship to see the green pastures and flowing streams which Jesus, the good shepherd, was leading them towards. That's one of the names that we have for Jesus, the good shepherd. We also call him the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. We call him the, the King of kings and Lord of lords, the light of the world and the bright morning star. Maybe you call him friend or maybe you know him as the embodiment of love. The Bible calls him by many different names, though only in the second scripture lesson from the book of Hebrews, as far as I know, is he called the pioneer and perfecter of faith. What does it mean to call Jesus pioneer? Who were the pioneers? What do you know about them? Back when I was growing up, we had video games, but they weren't any good. One of the video games that we played was called Oregon Trail. And as the leader of a wagon train, you would lead a group of pioneers from Independence, Missouri to the Willamette Valley, Oregon in 1848. However, I always ended up dying of dysentery about halfway there. Pioneers suffer. 
but it is not suffering which defines a pioneer. I've been watching a TV show about them called 1883, which follows a group of people who, who left their homeland, boarded ships, sailed across the Atlantic, bought stagecoaches, and hired a stranger to lead them west into the uncharted territories of North America. Worse, according to Sam Elliott's character, they're doing so without much hope of ever making it, for they don't know anything about horses, they don't have any guns, they can't ride, and yet they think they can travel 2,000 miles without the skills to survive what's ahead. That's not exactly true, for they have one skill, which is essential. They have faith. What is faith? According to the book of Hebrews, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Translation, faith is enduring the pain of the trail because you know you're going to make it to Oregon. Faith is never letting the suffering of today get to you because you have your eyes on tomorrow. Faith is looking around at your reality and trusting not just what you see, but your imagination, your dreams, and the promises of God because you know that just as God made a way out of no way long ago when the people passed through the Red Sea as if it were dry land, so God will make a way out of no way again today. That's faith. It takes faith to be a pioneer. Jesus had it. He perfected it. You remember what Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, said to the man dying next to him while he hung on the cross? Now think about what Jesus, how Jesus was feeling up on that cross. Jesus on the cross was there, abandoned by all his friends. One of his friends betrayed him. Jesus had been whipped. He was falsely accused. He was tried without representation. He was stripped of his clothes and they put a crown of thorns on his head. If you have ever been the kid walking the halls of high school down, dejected, friendless, and betrayed, then you need to know what Jesus said to the man on the cross as he was dying up there. If you've ever been fired from a job that you loved while you're fighting with your wife, then you come in the door and your daughters make fun of the clothes you have on and you open a bill that you can't afford to pay, then you need to know what Jesus said to the man dying next to him on the cross. If you have ever been forced into early retirement or felt like you've been sidelined from everything, if you have ever looked to the future and assumed that your best days are in the past, if you have ever been up late at night imagining that those babies are never going to sleep through the night or that the one is hooked on a pacifier and has got to go straight from sucking on that thing to smoking cigarettes when she's 18, then you need to know what Jesus said to the man next to him on the cross. For Jesus said to him, as they suffered, today you will be with me 
in paradise. For pioneers know that suffering doesn't last. Faith is looking around at today and knowing the difference between what's temporary and what's permanent. Faith is knowing that being rejected from one crowd, you'll still be okay because you're a member of the household of God. Faith is dreaming of something better than what you see, but it's more than dreaming because faith is rooted in the mighty works of God from the past. That's one reason studying the Bible matters so much. For when we study the Bible... We learn what God has done and what has God done? What might God do tomorrow? It's all right there in Hebrews. By faith, people pass through the Red Sea as if it were dry land. By faith, the walls of Jericho, Jericho fell. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish. And what more should I say? For time would fail me to tell of everyone who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the raging fire, or escaped the edge of the sword. So just suffice it to say that if you know of the mighty works of God done in the past, if you know your history then you'll dare believe that the pioneer and perfecter of our faith has more in store for us than we can see right now. That's faith. Do you have it? Not everyone does. And no one besides Jesus seems to have it all the time. I've said that the opposite of faith isn't doubt but certainty, and some people are certain that their current suffering is all that there is and all that there ever will be. And so the great Christian author C.S. Lewis once wrote that once we are thinking that way, believing that our temporary suffering is not in fact temporary but permanent, that's when the evil one has us right where he wants us. On the other hand, is that great cloud of witnesses who were stoned, sawn in two, killed by the sword, went about in the skins of sheep and goats, destitute, persecuted, tormented, wandering in deserts and mountains and in caves and holes in the ground, yet were able to keep going, for they knew that their suffering was temporary and that they were on their way to joy. Jesus himself on the cross knew he was on the way to paradise. Do you know what you are on your way to? Or has the evil one convinced you that this is it? I know that feeling, I do. When I get too sad or too angry or too frustrated, I can't sleep. And when I can't sleep, guess what happens to me? I get more 
angry or sad or frustrated. It's like the, the negative thoughts just spin through my mind like a record on a record player stuck on the same groove. But when I walk into this place, when I hear the stories again, it's like a fist down on the table and the needle jumps out of the groove I was stuck in so that I can hear the song again, so I can imagine the sun coming back out. Do you know that the sun is coming back out? Do you have faith in hope? Do you have faith in God, believing that just as God made a way through the Red Sea, so also God will open up a way for you to get from where you are to where you're meant to be? That's what being a pioneer is all about. Pioneers cross rivers, survive tornadoes, walk for miles, all the while holding a picture in their mind of where they're going. Be it Oregon or heaven, we must keep a picture in our mind of where he's leading us. Or we will be up all night worrying over global warming, the war in Ukraine, and monkeypox. So that the next morning we don't have enough faith to do anything besides give up. Don't give up. Don't give in. For the pain of today will give way to the joy of tomorrow. Thanks be to God. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia. Or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.